Picture this. It's blazing hot outside and you need to head to work. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get the cold air pumping as soon as possible, but it doesn't work. Instead, blowing hot air out of your vents and directly into your face. No, your car doesn't hate you. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the air conditioning system, and there's an easy all-in-one solution that will restore your cold air in no time. There's no need to go to the shop and pay lots of money when you can save time and money recharging yourself with AC Pro Recharge Kits. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience. And the AC Pro app offers clear, vehicle-specific instructions to help you get the job done in less than 10 minutes. So pick up an AC Pro Recharge Kit at any store selling auto products and confidently restore your car's cold air yourself today. Be a pro with AC Pro. A production of Dirty Mo Media. There he is. Come on in here, buddy. Have a seat. Hey, everybody. Glad you tuned in. It's time for another episode of the Dale Jr. Download. Mike Davis, Dale and Hart Jr. in the Bojangle Studio. We've got a great guest today. Well, how, how you doing, Red? I'm doing fine right now. This They're is like, every week, okay, bud? <laughs> Buckle in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you died on that hill. Yep. You, your career died on that hill, and you were hard-headed. You're a bigger idiot. I didn't even think about it. No. You thought about it and didn't ask That it. makes me the bigger idiot. I think so. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Dale Jr. Download. We are on location today. We're not in the Bojangles studio. See how I slid in that nice yeah. um, that sponsor plug there? You did. Bojangles Motorhome, maybe. Yeah. I don't see any Lionel diecast in front of me. No, but we nope. can get some. Nope, we're not there. We're not at the studio, but we are on location at North Wilsboro. And the reason why we're here is because we were practicing uh, for the car store race. And uh, we're going to talk to you about that a little bit, talk about day one. And uh, I brought along a cool guest with me, Josh Berry. He witnessed it all today. He worked on the car. He's the crew chief um, calling the shots yeah. from on top of the Sundrop pit box. Now, Josh, listen, if you have something to say about your driver, you got to be able to come out and just say it, all right? Yeah. And I don't care that he's sitting right next to you, and I don't care that you're in his motorhome right now. If the driver needs to get up on the wheel, you got to say it. I, the truth comes out in the podcast room. Though, the That's right. Yeah, it's hard so not we'll, to We'll take it easy honest. today. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I cannot wait. I, listen, I've been upset. Uh, me and the Dirty Mobile boys. We, we don't have the table of truth, but Michael's at, <laughs> Mike's at the dinette of truth. <laughs> right, this dinette. A, a, a party of one over here. This dinette. <laughs> Dale's like, I'm going to eat by myself today. <laughs> All right, but we've been up there, and we were watching practice from the concourse. The place looks amazing. Yes. I cannot wait. I just want to hear about the race car. Tell us what we got. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, we – Ran here really well in August, and I don't think me and Josh have been back here since. And um, we've been watching all the changes they've done to the track online. It's been amazing, you know, seeing all the photos. And Marcus Smith has been texting me and you, Mike, uh, repeatedly about trying to get us out here to see everything. And, um, you know, we I, we just couldn't find the time. We was busy. I think everybody has everybody I've talked to this year says that this is the busiest they've ever been. Well, that's the same for us, and we just haven't had the time to get here. place looks amazing. The car uh, is 
uh, in in our opinion, I think is good or maybe even better. Josh Josh slipped up and maybe said it was a little bit better than August. So, uh oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was hard to. It's so hard to. It was so hard to tell in August, yeah. right? Because we had there was some rain. We didn't have a lot of practice. You know, there's a lot happened really quick. But you know, I think you know today was really was really pretty solid. I think the biggest thing is is he's pretty happy with it. So that makes me feel a little bit better. And uh, we like we liked the lap times we ran. You know, we we feel like we made some gains. Um, you know, obviously Brian, that whole group, they've been off to a phenomenal start this year. So, so really, they you know, I they get all the credit for the car. Honestly, I've been super busy cup racing and <laughs> doing everything I've got going on. on. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, they 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 really worked hard and put a lot of effort in getting that car ready. It looks beautiful. Car looks car looks awesome and. We were able to, uh, you know, run through some changes today that 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 they have picked up on with with Carson Quapel over the course of the season, and we feel like we made some gains and pretty happy with the car. And, and like I said, we'll we'll sleep on it and have a little bit more practice tomorrow. Well, that's um, you know, we're this is a traditional. This is, I want to just straighten something out. This is a this is not your traditional uh, guest show, right? We we do have a guest, but we're and he is an ally. I feel like yeah, we're all we're all equals here. It's no right. You know, it's not me and Mike interviewing. There's three Josh, hosts, right? There's three hosts here. I feel yeah. like, yeah, I feel like there's three hosts, and so, but we still want to give Ally some love for giving us the opportunity to bring this awesome guest segment to you every week. And we we will say Josh is our guest today, but for 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 the most part, he's just gonna um, be kind of you know discussing what our day was like. And I agree uh, with Josh. Um, the car was was I like the speed of the car. I really came in here a lot more relaxed than I was in August. Obviously, I was so damn nervous in August, and I didn't know I hadn't raced a late model in forever. And we had a great experience. Now I, I went to Florence and got my teeth kicked in um, over there a couple times, so that humbled me really good. And um, so I came in today with just a blank slate, you know, no intentions or expectations over anything. Going to get in the car, we're going to drive. We're going to be smart. We're going to drive smart. We're going to be calm. We're going to communicate with Josh well and. You know, we've got a whole other day tomorrow to to continue to get better, and no, this doesn't have to be the perfect day, right? It doesn't. The car doesn't have to be perfect. We don't have to fix every flaw, um, but the car drove well, turned well. We put on some tires midway through through the day, and uh, it, it responded to those new tires really well, which is what you hope. Because the funny thing about racing late models, and I have gained, I've really come to respect Josh and all the guys that are competing, is they race a lot or practice a lot and try to learn what they can on mostly old tires. And it's so damn hard. You've got the tires that we came here with had two races on them, not races, but they had been used at two different race weekends as Hmm. practice tires. Yeah. They were hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, stuck in the barn, brought back out, back out in practice, hot, cold, hot, cold, then stuck in the barn and brought back out here. I mean, they're as bad as tires can get. <laughs> and so trying to figure out, like, what he what, what what to tell him about the car. I mean, you just be honest. You can just be honest. Hey, this is what it's doing. And he, know, he knows. Yeah. He knows what them tires are, are worth or what they're what, – how to how to factor in how much the tires uh, affect in the balance. We stuck on some stickers, and the car really ran well. Good lap times. One of the things that I thought was really interesting today, um, since we did get to practice a lot, uh, the changes that we made to the car, I really felt them. I was surprised at how much the changes affected the car. I didn't anticipate that, particularly at a really worn-out track on 10-lap tires. It's hard to really feel changes. You don't know whether you're making the car better or not. Um, but he made some changes today that, man, I thought, wow, that's interesting. It was absolute different feel. Um, better or worse, it did feel different. And um, and so that was fun to go through and just kind of brainstorm with him about those changes. So. 
I really enjoy it, man. I know the Josh you, is, is Josh is probably we talk about being busy. I don't know anybody busier. I, I do I mean, not. I, like I'm sitting here just uh, amazed that Josh is even here. making yeah. changes on a race car that are effective and you can feel them because the guy. I mean, it's like he's driving the 48 he's got the the xfinity car he's gonna go out there and compete in that thing yeah. and now he's up here at wilkesboro doing the thing and making effective changes and you're happy by the way josh i did pin this all on you man <laughs> i wasn't sure what we were going to get when dale walked in here if he was going to be listen usually he's pretty nervous about a race but he's as calm as he's ever been before a race so i mean i gotta be honest with you always I think, tomorrow <laughs> well listen and by the way for the listeners listening obviously when dale said it, we're recording this on tuesday you're listening to this probably on a wednesday Dale doesn't mean that he's going to be racing on Thursday. He means he's racing Wednesday night. So uh, if you do not have tickets and you're in the area, please come out. But, the, the yeah, we're taping this right after practice in Tuesday. the motorhome on Tuesday, and uh, we'll be racing Wednesday night. So, Josh, what, what, are, these, what are these changes? i got to know. I mean, like, what, what have you been doing to this car to make, it Dale, to make <laughs> Dale so happy? Like, well, uh, yeah, for one – in, and I use our experience back in August kind of as a comparison. I think, you know, we, we dealt with some weather and, and the practice. I think we only got maybe 20 or 30 minutes of practice. So the problem is you're, you're running through trying to use a couple sets of tires, kind of rebaseline, obviously get him more acclimated back to the late model stock and the track. And, and really we just didn't really even have time to, to work through some things that maybe we, we could have if we had a little bit more time. So um, for us, you know, the biggest thing we, you know, obviously wanted to unload, like you said, we had some older tires that had been cycled out that Carson had used a couple times this year and and uh, kind of get a baseline on that. He was pretty happy with the car. The lap times were pretty solid. And then we just ran through some different sets of shocks and stuff. And really, I can't say that I can take a bunch of credit for him, right, because these are shocks that that uh, Brian and these guys have, have uh, worked on and, and, and figured out a little bit and made some gains, and we were just able to kind of transfer that information from Carson's car onto Dale's car and let him feel it and, and at the same time, um, you know, give them information for Carson to see what direction they want to go as well. So, um, you know, I think Dale obviously at, uh, getting a couple of races under his belt, I think it's going to make it easier um, just acclimating to the car and the experience and, and having a little bit more time here today, having more of a normal schedule, I think will be a little bit, uh, more helpful. Um, it's a challenge. It's a challenge practicing like that and having old tires, like you mentioned, it's something I'm familiar with. And, you know, the best way to explain it, especially on a track like, like North Wilkesboro that, that wears the tires so fast is you just have to be patient with yeah. it, right? You can't, you just need to, you know, go make your run, come in, you know, make your change, make your plan, and kind of, you know, let the tires cool back down a little bit, you know, go go make another run. You can't just fire through it. You can really get down, a, you know, down the wrong way if you really fire through it sometimes. And um, Isn't that yeah. what Dale did so well back in August, the racetrack revival? Like, I, I just remember Dale – no? He's shaking his head no. I thought you saved – I thought hey. you saved your stuff better than anybody, and then there you were at the no, end trying to – No, I think Josh made the car better than anybody at the end. So, we, you know, to – the I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Go that ahead. was one of the things that I was concerned with. Um, when we ran here in August, uh, Josh had preached to me uh, quite a bit about saving and 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 what what to expect or do. We got into that race and I was saving, and then there was a point to where we had some contact off the corner and it messed up the quarter panel, and Josh, uh, you know, thinks that had a really bad effect on the car. And I went from saving to running as hard as I could to keep up with the guys I was around. And mm. I was mid-pack. And, uh, 
the car was getting looser and looser. And I told Josh at one point, I said, man, I think I might be in trouble. I said, this thing is really getting loose and I'm running as hard as I can and you see how we're doing. And that's, I don't know what else to, I don't, I'm not, this isn't working like we had hoped. We come down pit road, he fixes the quarter panel and we got to get two new right side tires with 50 laps to go. And man, it was a rocket ship, you know, mm-hmm. and he knows what to do uh, when you get those opportunities to make adjustments on the car. Um, that's what's great about having Josh. I feel like I've got, you know, not only one of the best drivers that ever drove a late-mile stock car, but all the experience, the decade-long experience of racing week in and week out. He has so much knowledge to lean into. And, um, you know, so I think that's what I'm a bit worried about for me going into this race is do I really know how to m- manage that tire? Because we, I feel like, we went, you know, I went to, uh, Josh has been with me for every race I've ran. So he was, he was a witness to all of this. I feel like that I was, I had nothing to gain and nothing to lose in August. So I started that race out just going, yeah, I'm going to save. Yeah. One way or another, I'm going to be fast at the end. If I'm running 20th or first, I don't, I'll be fast because I'm going to have plenty of tire. The next couple of races, I haven't done a really good job, I don't think, of managing my tires. And I find myself in situations in those two races at Florence where I'm like, man, I'm running way too hard. That What I just did on corner exit was absolutely useless I didn't, or, 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 or not, not productive to what I'm trying to do. And sure enough, at the end of those races, I didn't, I didn't have as much as I needed. Or, you know, and, and I know that's what I wonder. Like, so I guess my question to you, Josh, is, when you learn how to manage manage this tire at an old racetrack like this, is is it an ebb and flow of trying to you're always having to remind yourself because I feel like that it it's so easy to think you're saving and you're really not. The yeah. more I race, I feel like the the worse I get at really knowing how much I'm saving <coughs> and I'm I'm not saving. No, I think uh, you know that's really. Uh completely normal experience for it. I think, you know, when you tell those at home, when we say we save, we use the word save, right? Yeah. And, and a lot of people that would watch racing wouldn't would say, man, we want to see him out there running everything that he's got, right? right but open. but the reality of it is, is that the tracks like this just create such opportunity with the surface age, right? I, I learned to love these type of races because what I enjoyed from them is, for me as a driver, if I, let's say that my car wasn't, if I felt like my car wasn't the best car, the winning car, right? I c- it gave me just a little bit of ammunition as a driver to say, all right, well, if I back my pace off a little bit more, then maybe at the end of these guys, you know, I can make up the difference for the lack of, you know, my car just just not handling like I'd like, right? So you learn, you kind of learn to, you know, you l- learn how to manage that through these races the more you do it. And, um, you know, go back to the saving part. You're really, the way I look at it is you're more of like at an 80% yeah, 75 or 80 percent the whole time and oh. if you do it right your 80 percent kind of becomes 85 percent 90 percent 90 you know 95 percent and then at the end you still feel like you're kind of giving the same effort but you're just if you try harder you're just going to go slower yeah and i mean look i lived it sunday right you you w- this is so funny it's a funny dynamic right because he says well you got to be on you know we talk about saving tires and now and look i mean i ran a cup race at Darlington, and dale <laughs> calls me afterwards he's like man just relax you know and i'm like out there trying to learn the car find the limits racing too hard i nicked the wall toe link 
we're you know we're in the pit stall changing it right and I'm just sitting there with my head looking down the steering wheel saying damn it I, yeah, but, um, you're knocking so yourself. it's a real similar experience like that so um, but yeah like like in August I think he really did a really good job of managing that um, we did get some right rear damage and uh, TJ mentioned that and. Uh, we've worked on our communication now. Me and TJ can talk a little bit better now. now we got, <laughs> yeah, we, we got our radios for, working out. Yeah, T- for Josh. Yeah, me, me and him. Yeah, he's been spotting for me, and, and I got my radio set up where me and him. He he likes to talk a lot on uh, on channel two. I've realized so. We worked on a radio situation that where me and him can communicate a little bit better during the race. But yeah, he said we had right rear damage. Obviously, he couldn't really tell how bad it was. And when we come down pit road and I saw it, I thought, holy cow, that's going to be way bigger than I expected. And we, uh, Ryan, you know, myself and Ryan, we literally just, that was all we worked on the whole break was trying to beat that quarter panel back out. And we got it taped together and, and it made a, you know, it made a world of difference, Massive. you know, towards the end. And, and we, we adjusted the car a little bit, put the tires on it, fixed the, fixed the uh, quarter panel. And, you know, you were, it was a, it was a night that I'll never forget after that, man, watching you drive through the field and, and so see fun. the, see the crowd's reaction, man. It felt was something like, special. I felt like Josh yeah. for a minute. <laughs> it was I, special. Hey, so Josh, that may, that's a great point. You know, I wanted to, 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 to jump on something you said there about saving. I would, you know, you're right. If you start the race at 80%, by the end of it, 80 is about all you can do. Mm. Like 80 is now 100 because the grip in the car is gone. You can't you you might not even be able to run 70%. You know, because there's just the car cannot do it. And so I think what to help people, you know, understand like if you went out there in this car in a 125 lap race and went as hard as you could, you're going two laps down. Uh, or maybe three by the end of it, mm. wouldn't you say, Josh? Yeah, no, I mean it, it actually happened last year to a couple guys, and and that's what makes this kind of racing so interesting once you really understand it. Because you know every now and then you you have the guy leading and he look you know, he looks so dominant, and then you realize towards the end that you know he's going ninety five a hundred percent, and at the end he's hanging on. Well, you know then then again every now and then I mean there's been plenty of races even that I've won that I led the majority of the race, right? And, and, and you sit there and say, oh, that guy's going to fall off, and then he doesn't. You know, and I think that's what, that's what makes it, uh, you know, so unique, this style of racing. And, yeah. and the, you know, the, 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 for us, you know, it's, it's what we, we've grown up doing. So we, we love it. When I talked about getting back into the late mile stock car, these are the races I want to run. I don't have any interest in going to a racetrack that has a lot of grip, that's qualifying laps every lap of the race, the tires don't wear or don't fall off. I know that's fun, and I'm impressed by it. I envy the guys that are good at it. But like you say, I'm old. I don't do this every week. I'm at a disadvantage. When I walk in here to these guys that run every single week, I'm disadvantaged over the experience that they have over me. And so that's what I lean into. That's where I gain my confidence. Like, man, you know, I can probably do a better job of driving off the corner straighter. They might not think they might think they're saving but they might actually be running harder and and shaping the corner a little incorrectly and i've learned and listened to josh enough to know what this car needs to do well um and it's david pearson even Darrell waltrip in a big span of his career all those guys were were gonna sit back and watch everybody else beat their stuff up i mean that's how david pearson won so many southern 500s he'd sit back there in fifth sixth seventh eighth place running 80 percent all day long because you just you just got to get through 400 miles where you can never start racing right especially back then when everything was breaking and falling off the cars motors would blow i mean they have so much attrition in the late 70s and 80s and david pearson you know made a career out of outfoxing people 
and that's how he did it, you know, and whether it was saving his tires, saving his car, what have you. Um, and I wanted to – we talked about Brian. Brian, Brian, Brian. Yeah, tell Brian us Brian Schaefer is. is his name. And he's been – Josh can speak to Brian better than I can over the last decade. But Brian's been with us for a really long time. He runs our late model stock program. He is the – He's the one that really makes all the decisions, uh, and he's and he's the one that's responsible for Carson Quapple's success this year and last year in the Car Store Championship. One thing that's cool about Brian is he's been around a long time. He was he worked on t- uh, Dick Trickle's Xfinity car back in the '90s when I was racing in the Xfinity series. Wow! Yeah, you know, he knows a lot. He's been around a lot. He's seen a lot. And the great thing about him is that uh, you can walk up to him with an idea. He's already heard it. He's already tried it. And he probably knows how it's going to work or not, right? That's the one thing I like about Brian. But you've worked with him for a long, long time, and 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 you, you know, you spoke to me many, many times about how important he is. Yeah, no, he's been, um, you know, super awesome for our program, right? And and he came to us, like you said, he worked at some different teams in the Bush Series, and, and obviously with with Trickle and a couple of different different one, other ones after that and kind of transitioned into you know messing around with some late model stock stuff and we got paired with me he got paired with me i think in 2014 and we kind of started to reshape the program into what it's now what it's what it is now and and uh you know brian and i worked very closely together and found you know a great balance of you know brian's experience and knowledge and then my eagerness and hunger to to work on the cars and get better and and basically what he gave me besides you know making our race cars better he just made me real a lot smarter about how my approach and kind of shaped me into who I became throughout those years by just um you know at times pushing me when I needed it and at times reining me in when I was getting too far out getting too crazy you know with what we did so yeah and I mean we obviously we worked really closely together and, and through my, you know, through 2000, you know, 18, 19, 20, when we really went on like a spectacular run and won all those big races in the late model car before my uh, Xfinity series, you know, me and him, we worked really closely together and, and uh, you know, really got a really good package going for these cars. Yeah. And, and, it, and Carson, Carson coming in, right, like he was in a great situation coming in, but, you know, he kind of took the ball and, and has ran with it uh, and tried to pick up and, and try to, I don't want to say become like I was, but, you know, in a way he's trying to trying to pick up that and, and being hands-on with the with the program and learning the cars, learning how to build the cars, learning how to manage Brian and talk to Brian and communicate with him. I love watching those guys race and win. Yeah. It's been really cool. I do too, and, and you, we've talked about Carson a lot together, me and Josh, and that was one of the – we knew that Carson was really talented – we knew that as young as he was, he could develop into um, a dominant force. Whether it's in the late model stock car or he goes into the trucks or Xfinity series, he will be talent. He will be he, he's talented. He'll be a winner. But what we wondered was how how he is outside the car. Yeah. That while Brian is critical, he's the nucleus to the team. What Josh talked about that Josh did while he was part of the program was as important to the success. Having a driver that is plugged in mentally and going to school it's an education um it'd be it'd be what i would uh, uh compare to be like you know going to get a automotive degree a two-year automotive degree or something like that to be a technician in in the automotive world you have to pay attention and know what the hell's going on mm-hmm. and to be able to go out there and work on these cars for all these people and so i think you know that was that was josh's education and if carson 
it was open to that and willing to put himself uh, to work, um, he would have as much success as Josh. And so right now it's really working in that way. Um, he's at the shop every day. You don't have to go looking for him. Um, he doesn't have a whole lot of outside interests that would be distractions. Um, he's, he, to my knowledge, he's, he doesn't stumble outside of the car with decisions and, and where he is and where he spends his time. He's focused on racing, and he wants, to be a, he wants to do everything he can to be a great race car driver. I think that he knows he's in a great situation, and he knows he doesn't want to make any missteps. And when we have had to tell him, hey, this is something you need to work on, he works on it. And he, he takes, you know, he's really quiet too, which is kind of actually good. Um, we kind of pick on him <laughs> yeah. a little bit because he's very mellow. There's not a lot that gets him excited. That will be a massive, um, you know, help to his career going forward, mm-hmm. uh, managing frustration and, and anger and on the track and off the track, right? Um, now we've seen him snap yeah. um, and do some things. He wrecked a guy after the checkered flag at Tri-County last year, and they parked him for a race. And uh, Josh got parked for a race, you know, so it's not unprecedented. It doesn't mean that there's a massive problem or a big flaw. All drivers mm-hmm. probably go through something like that at some point. But So he just does, does still have a lot to learn, but, man – they are they are on a tear. They've won three in a row. They finished second in the first race in the opener. So they've you know they've just I don't I don't know how you could claim, complain about that and went in the championship last year and they're on their you know on the way to try to do it again. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So let's start with him because I was going to ask you about the field that you guys are going to be competing against. And one would think if you've been watching the Cars Tour and then also the fact that Carson won here last yeah. year, well, you'd have to think he's the favorite. So. He's tough to beat for sure. Uh, he will be a favorite. Connor Hall will be really tough. Connor's been great this year. And he's aggressive. He's hungry. Um, Mason Diaz will surprise you. He's had a bit of a tough year trying to get his legs with a new team. But um, – I like him as a driver. I think he's. I think he's got some really good talent um, when the car does what it needs to do. But I mean, we could keep going down the list. Yeah. There's not, not many slouches. Well, uh, in, yeah. in the cars tour. Well, and hey, go and ahead. you're forgetting we've got, you know, almost a half a dozen Cup Series regulars. Right. Some some with championship trophies in their house, on the mantle, that are competing too. And you don't know. You don't know where those guys are. They're learning these cars really fast today. They're they're making massive gains on how to drive the car, what it needs, what it likes, how to use the brakes and so forth. That was a challenge for me. Josh has helped me work through like how the car likes to be loaded onto the stops and how I drove drove the car like I thought it should be drove. And he's like, ah, you might want to change this and that and the other as far as how you apply the brakes and use them. And so things like that, those guys are picking up as they go. But it's pretty fun to have um, how these celebrities here. Um, competing with us yeah uh let's let's list out who was here we were watching harvick go around the track yep. i was curious if you've run into any of them no. or had any conversations i haven't seen anybody on the racetrack that uh, i love kind of was looking but i didn't really see anybody that i recognized i did get behind briscoe for a minute uh, he was ki- kind of up ahead of me a little ways but um saw him run a couple corners chastain texted yeah, me yeah he's here he, he said man you bit. look really loose that was in the first practice and yeah. I was like, yeah, we should be loose the way, way the tires are. We're, we're fine. But um, 
he must have been behind me at one point. Yeah, I think we I think we were trying to decide who well, which car trash team was in, and it, is he in that pink car? Yep. Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. The so, first practice he that. eased up on you, and the second practice he got he when you had the tires on, he went around a couple cars to pull to follow you, and then he drove away. Yeah, so he got okay. the, he got the experience on the tires. <laughs> he's right. He's loose now. <laughs> yeah, I told him. I said, I said, uh, I said. I said, I'm not surprised by the way it was loose, and uh, I think we're going to put tires on. That should fix it, and they will do that. They will drive that way. I'm like, it's there's, you can have the car. I, you could, I, whatever that you know, magical best-in-the-world setup is, you could put that under this car, and it's still going to drive sideways off the corner at lap 75. There's no way around that. <laughs> so when you guys are talking about saving tires, I think Ross Chastain out on the track trying to save tires. I just don't see those two things uh, <laughs> yeah. going together, but we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Have to see. I mean, I <laughs> – yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, really. Uh, I watched him a little bit, watched Harvick a little bit. Um, what do you I think about him? Uh, what yeah. do you, you, you know, from what you saw from the cup guys or the guys that are trying this for the first time, what do you think? You know, I think it's going to be a challenge. Yeah. You know, I really, I really do. For I them think, or going against them? No, I think, I think it's going to be a challenge for them. Got it. Yeah, yeah. I think this is going to be a good bit different than uh, what they're used to. I think, and, but you just never know. And it's like I said, sometimes it's hard to tell. Because you don't know who has tires on, who yep. who doesn't have tires on. Sometimes you know they're you know the obviously we'll know. You really don't know until qualifying comes around. Yeah. But um, you know you try to pick up on things. And I like I said, I think it's going to be a challenge. I mean everybody, um, you know, I didn't see a whole lot of them run, but it's going to be an adjustment. I mean Harvick's this is his first outing, Ever. not only yeah. for him but also for his his car, yeah. right? So that's something even. To Dale's credit, right? Like we're we're relying on everything through the first few races with Carson to set. So some of these guys are in new situations and <laughs> and learning. So it's going to be eye opening experience. Yeah, you know, I, I hope that. I, and I feel like the competitors in them. Hopefully, they don't get too discouraged if it doesn't go right. But, yeah, but I don't I, think so. I think that um, I wanted to say, like you, you know, you were mentioning Harvick. Rodney Childers built their car. They bring it here for the first race. They've tested it, and they thought the test went really well. They had a little struggle today, but they're on some weird tires. You never know. I told them, I said, man, you might bolt on tires tomorrow that are more like what you're going to race, and that thing will just – everything's cured, you know. So um, the other guys, like – so Rodney and Rodney and Harvick put this car together. They worked on it for two years, and it's here. Now, if they were to struggle, it's because it's a brand-new car. You're working the bugs out. You don't know – you know, trying to learn how to make this thing handle. Um, that's a daunting task. The other guys, all of them are in cars with team owners and you know people that have participated in this series. Mm-hmm. So those cars should come relatively somewhat in the ballpark, right? Yeah. Um, that you would think. Uh, they're renting from very reputable uh, series teams um, who can afford or who have that much inventory to be able to put that many cars on the racetrack. Um, I'll be honest with you, man. I'm sitting in that car, and we go out there and we run them laps and how good it's driving – I was thinking, man, I wish Harvick could drive this, right? Or I wish, I wish I could get out of this car and have a line of Cup guys just hop in and run a couple laps, just so they could feel like what a great race car feels like and what this, what a great late model stock car feels like, right? Um, because we want more of them to come try this and do this with us. We got other races that I think working on their schedule. We got a Wednesday Caraway event coming up that I think Harvick's going to run again. Um, and so we got Kenny Wallace coming to Tri County. That's right. On Memorial, is it Memorial Day? Yeah, Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, he's coming in town. So Tri County on Saturday night will be a thirty thousand to win race where we'll have Kenny Wallace showing up in a filter time car. That's going to be fun. 
dude, the Cars Tour right now, man, is so hot, right? Doing it's some it's good so things. exciting stuff. And, and just Kevin racing in this race, knowing that he's part of the ownership group yeah. is so fun. Um, I've talked to Burton. Now, He he's going to – it was a while ago, but I did talk to Jeff Burton, and I said, man, you're going to drive in a race in, this, in one of these cars. So my intention, what he said he would be okay with, was to maybe go to a Florence Motor Speedway on a regular weekend when they're running, you know, a Twin 40s or whatever, and he would just slide in unannounced and race one of our the Sundrop car, you know, run one of our cars. Um, I think that would be the only way he would ever race. I don't think he'd ever want to come and do this, mm. but he'd show up somewhere because he says he's so worried about being being beat. And I was like, man, that was my problem. That's why it took me. 15, 20 years to come back. It's because I was like, I'm going to just get my ass kicked. I don't want to do that. That doesn't sound fun. I mean, I want to try it. I want to do it. But I get it. Once you get through that and over that, because you know who helped me with that? Didn't even know he was helping me with it was Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott went to the Chili Bowl and he did a, he, he's doing all these other things. And I'm like, he don't care if he gets his ass kicked. He's just having, he's just there to try it. He yeah. wants to try it. Like, that, what, that's the attitude right there. I got the wrong damn attitude. And so that was interesting to see. Those guys going and being willing to get your ass kicked. I mean, you know, when you race for 20 years in a cup series and you get a damn big-ass ego and you ain't wanting to go to run some local short track and get your ass handed to you by the local boys. Because this crowd will sure damn tell you about they it. If they If you have let them down or you didn't win or yeah. something or you didn't put somebody in the I wall. Know that we were up silly. there in the concourse, and I'm telling you, we're hearing it yeah. from the fans. They, they'll they let you know exactly what they That's the way your mind think. thinks after you've been a cup racer for a while. You're like, oh, man, I can't go get my ass kicked. Right. But – it's okay now. Dude, I, listen, all right. So what is the format that we can expect on Wednesday night, uh, the format? You said 125 laps. Well, it's basically Just, um, the Cars Tour event is, uh, yeah, it's 125 laps, and if they have 40 green flag laps straight, they'll throw a yellow. So there's competition yellows, and if but only when there's 40 straight green flag laps. If there's a natural caution, that resets that clock. Um, and I think at some point we get to the end of the race and there the clock also just goes away completely. Right. What, yeah, when, under what is, 25 to go. So under 25 to go, that competition yellow doesn't happen. Um, so that's, you know, I don't mind that. You know, I think that I we talk about it's it's a bit like a stage break, but you kind of don't know when it's going to come or when it might happen. And you don't, and, and it, so it doesn't really make the strategy of the race that rigid. There's a little flow, you know, a little bit of fluid, fluidness to it it's somewhat predictable but not some not as much as like you know here we're going to stop at lap 50 we're going to stop at lap 100 that's it you know plan your race Mm. put your tires on when you want everybody's going to do it at the same time but um and they probably will tomorrow with the cars tour but i kind of like that you just you know we that could maybe change in the future as far as 40 50 whatever it needs to be but we could play with that a little bit but i like that that part of the tour that's something unique all right, Josh. So basically, this is all in your hands now. Um, <laughs> you are the crew chief. You are, um, you know, we, we thought you had more time in your days to uh, dedicate your life and get this, get, get your priorities straight. So here's one more thing. So uh, you're going to give Dale Jr. his last uh, bit of advice before y'all go. Oh, you still got another practice. Yeah, we practice again tomorrow. All right. Well, so we maybe save the that. speech. You're going to give him big, give big motivation speech. You're going to tell him. Save his tires. You just give him one right before he cranks it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big motivational speaker. No, I don't. I'm not going to do I, that. I, yeah, I don't. I, he knows what he needs to do. Josh yeah. will ride in the ride at the not like not as I'm pulling away to get onto the racetrack, but in the la, in the five minutes before I climb into the car, 
he tells me the most important thing I need to know in that moment. That's one thing I, I've always – working with Josh, there's this. There's one thing he's going to tell you before you get in the car, and it's the important thing. That's the one thing that you need to pay attention to. Whatever it is. Yeah. He's pretty easy to work with. Today, simple as pie. You know, you just sit back, give him good information, stay calm. He's 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 going to work. He's going to get in there in that hot wheel well on top of that hot rotor, change a shock. He's going to grind it out, and you know the guy that's racing on the in the, in the Xfinity and Cup level underneath the car working like the rest of them, and um, and so you got to appreciate that, you know, and you got to you got to realize how lucky and fortunate you are to have somebody with so much knowledge willing to be here. Everybody in this garage would love to have Josh standing there. Just giving it just an advisory role yeah. to get them through the weekend. Josh, everybody's wondering this, and I guess I was too last August, and we were just thinking, why is Josh not wanting to drive this thing? We talked about that today. And, yeah, and I just and I got to ask again. I mean, you were you were last year not last August. You were like, no, I want to be Dale's crew chief. You were adamant about that. Again, you got you got some guys that you're racing every weekend out here, and so like, is there a little part of you wishes you in a in a race car? No, definitely. Um, you know, I would I would love to be out there, and and but you know, at the same time, it's kind of it's the same answer as was it what as what it was before. Obviously, coming here last year to North Wilkesboro, that was such an experience, and and um, we it was really important to us as uh, you know at. Uh, our late model program to make sure that we did a really good job for him because he's he's done so much in supporting us and supporting our late model program and throughout the years that you know we wanted to make sure that we had everything and we and really for us it's operating the same way that it did when when i raced right like i'd work on the car and drive the car you know it's my buddies you know a couple, you know same same kind of cast that always helped us racing so, you know, to me, I just – I get just as much enjoyment out of coming and doing this um, as I would driving. Um, you know, what I what I love to be getting the experience at Wilkesboro, you know, I mean, it's no secret there's a prob- good chance I'm going to run the all-star race this weekend. You know, would I like to be running the car for that? Maybe. But, you know, I I had just as much fun help, helping him last year and being a part of that. And, and we uh, – you know, like I said, for me – He's done so much for me over the years that it's no problem at all for me to come out here and go racing with him three or four times a year. He tested, you know, with us before August last year. We came out here and ran a little bit. So he ran some laps on the racetrack. So I keep forgetting that because even today we were standing in the holler and I said, man, I, I'm having a great time. I'm loving what we're doing. But I so badly want him to, to race in a, a car store race here or a late mile stock race uh, at this racetrack. And I've laughed to myself because I thought, well, you know, you might you might be racing this weekend with the 48. You're more than likely going to be back here at some point in the future. Um, and now I just re- realized again, I remember him driving the car in the test at, uh, when we came here before August. So, I mean, he knows he's gotten education about Wilkesboro, you know, that's been pretty fun to to see him go, go through and um, – I think that, you know, the opportunity for him to drive at this racetrack, there'll be plenty of those. But I certainly – I told him today, I said, man, I really want you to eventually one time race in a, in a late-mile stock car here because I think – I was talking to somebody else in the garage today. I, I don't know a better marriage between late-model stock and track than North Wilkesboro. Now, when they repave this place, which they will one day, that could change a little bit. Yeah. Um, but this place was built, um, you know, for, for cars like this. This is absolutely what they ran in 
the eighties and and the and the even the early nineties. I mean, a manual box and the same sort of chassis and similar tires, probably more than likely closer in softness and diam you know size to to what you race today in the in the Cup Series, but. Um, and power even. I mean, these you know these cars don't have a lot of power in the late mile stock series, but um, there wasn't a lot of power back in them in the in the in the early '80s when they were grinding around this race racetrack. Um, so I think he'd he'd really enjoy it. It's just such such a fun time just making laps here. I love just today just going out and just making a lap is so fun here because it's a little technical. It's not too damn hard. Um, but you can screw it up if you're not careful. You can make it better if you know what you you know if you hit it right. It's just a really good track. It looks amazing. I, I just remembered a question I did want to ask you. This might be a dumb question. However, there is one. There's a bunch of changes since we were here last in in August. Mm -hmm. One of them is the addition of the safer barrier. Yeah. And I was curious, uh, especially because we did actually get a little bit of a tour by Marcus Smith today. Alex and I went up into one of the suites, and it's right over Turn Four, right? Yep. This and is I, a good and question. I can know the safer yeah. barrier, and it looks like that's a. I mean, that what is that? Like a couple feet it's at three least. Three feet. And on this track, a short yeah. track, that seems like that would affect something. Oh, yeah. For a driver, does it? When the safer barrier came around back in the you know whenever mid middle of my career. It, it pissed me off at, when they put it at <laughs> Bristol and Darlington in three and four. Man, Darlington is good now, right? You know that little shot of gas you get through the middle of three and four? Man, when that safer barrier wasn't there, there was like a little trough the tire sat in. And if you hit it right, man, you freaking flew around that wall. And um, <laughs> and we lost a little bit of that when the safer barrier came. Well, we, they worked it kind of back in in a weird way. But uh, it, squeezed, it squeezed Bristol tight. It made it. It, it took away some of the character to how you drive the track and what made driving track fun. It made the tracks, some of the tracks a little weird. Um, but I got over that. Um, and here it didn't really do anything bad. I don't really notice it. I'll be honest with you. The only thing that I see and notice about my line around the track is the safer barrier ends middle way down the back straightaway where the crossover gate is. Mm. And it's, for some reason, I don't, I didn't get a really good look at it, but when I go by it in the car... It's sticking out middle way down the back straightaway, and then it then it's gone, right? And then I think it reapplies itself as you go into turn three, and so there's this weird thing that a driver when a driver goes to that to that spot on the racetrack where the wall goes away, and you got more racetrack out here, you steer the car out there to try to get you a better entry, which is probably not what you want to do on these tires. <laughs> right. You don't want to move the race race car around on the racetrack more than you have to, right? You're not yeah. driving across the lanes on the straightaway. But it's you get this weird sort of whip into the corner that's probably really bad on the rear tires. Josh is probably grinding his teeth just hearing me <laughs> talk about this. He's like, "Oh, don't do that tomorrow." But uh, it it does give you it's this very odd visual that is instinctual makes you sort of arch the corner or get further over before you get down into three. Um, they extended pit wall into turn one, and they extended it toward. The groove. So as pit wall is now extended and you're heading down into turn one, you really come real close to it as you get to the end of it. Right at the end, you could hit that if you're not careful. Um, and I'm worried more about like guys getting squeezed into that, right, and somebody giving them no choice. Because if, if, they, if they get sandwiched into that wall, it would be catastrophic for everybody. Um, and I think if you're not paying attention 
you know, racing behind cars, it's a little hard to see behind, behind the late-mile stock and the Supers. The new bodies this year and the last several years, they got real hippie. They're kind of wide in the back. And so, you know, you might be kind of peeking out going into the one and clip that thing. I just see that as being a potential problem at some point. Somebody's going to hit it. Um, but I think being fast is is right next to it. Yeah. Mm. You know, you got to get – I was working my – I was nervous trying to work down to it. And, then, you know, in that second practice we put them tires on, I'm like, I know there's speed there because there's <laughs> – there's a patch and there's some new new there's some grippy patch stuff down there and I'm like if I can get on that I think I'll turn into the corner better and da 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 da, but it's freaking a little nerve wracking trying to drive that close to that wall and it just uh, abruptly ends and you're off into the corner uh, but somebody's gonna hit it somebody's gonna clip it uh, with the left front and it'll be pretty tough it'll yank and then especially with those cars those supers with the racks it's gonna break a thumb yeah our old Old manual box on our – that's why I love late mile stock, man. Old manual box, you can run that damn thing in anything, and the wheel won't move in your hands. It just bends all the shit up front. <laughs> um, yeah, it reminds me – how they did the wall reminds me of Pensacola. Okay. It was like that, Snowball Derby. Yep. And uh, one of the, like, you know, high-up experience that I've had was is Snowball Derby qualifying because you, you have this shape, and you turn right down, and you run right towards that inside wall, and there's all the photographers, and people are like, it's like flashbulbs. You know, they're standing right there at the wall, and you come down at it. Like I'm sure that's how hot you'll have a little bit of that yeah. tomorrow in qualifying, everybody watching you. But, yeah, it's uh, – man, I tell you, the, the track looks amazing. I mean, so it's signi- I mean, amazing yeah. improvements. The pits pits are, are so nice. They did a you good know, job. The, yeah, I mean, it's everything's – it's not overkill. Nope. It's plenty – you know, it's just a huge improvement and just makes for such a very, very, very nice short track yeah. for around here. They literally threw all brand new paving all across the infield. It's just a big blacktop on the infield. Now it's hot. Like on a day like today, five foot off the ground is about 10 degrees hotter than the air everywhere else, right? Um, just in the infield, it's warm. But there's so many cars here, it's covered that asphalt up and keeps some of the temperature out of the garage. There's a little, you know, it's hard getting in and out of the garage, but that's a great problem to have. You've got so many people wanting to be here, wanting to race here. We're racing with the ASA Super Series. They're racing on Tuesday night. And then, so there's the, all those cars in here and our pro and car and cars, late mile stocks. So, I mean, it's a bunch of cars in the infield and everybody seemed to get through the day. I was telling somebody earlier, I said, we're going to have to, you know, all the fans gave us so much grace in August. Now we are the ones that are going to have to give a little grace because all the fan amenities are going to be great and it's going to be hard for us down in the pits, you know, trying to manage uh, the grind of the weekend and everybody going in different directions and things just not going as smoothly as you hoped. But um, it'll be fun. And, yeah, I think they, you know, they put a lot of patches. Uh, if, par- if people have seen the racetrack online, if you're looking at the racetrack, watching the the the, uh, the, uh, the show on flow over the week, um, all of those little black patches and, 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 and that's all a sealer. There is not a piece of new asphalt laid down on the racetrack anywhere but what you see is sealer that's painted or ru- or, or spread across that old asphalt uh, we were really worried this morning about some of that coming up felt like the supers and, and our cars might in the heat of the day pull some of that stuff up and i believe some of it might have came out out of the smaller cracks we didn't have big chunks uh we didn't have a lot of big we didn't have a problem that's a good thing the track held together we got through the day they did fix a little pothole down in turn one. That's to be expected. They have quick fixes ready to go. That pothole was fixed in eight or ten minutes. So I know they know they're going to have some issues, and they're ready to combat those. Um, I'm worried about more, not our race. Our, we'll we'll drive around any problems in the racetrack. We ran at plenty of tough little bull, bull rings. But for the, the cup guys, they need they need a nice, you know, 
durable, dependable experience, right? So hopefully everything goes well for this weekend when those cars get out on the track. Hey, Dirty Mo listeners, this is Dylan Hart Jr. It's May, and you know what that means. The Indianapolis 500 is just around the corner. Thankfully, we have Speed Street with IndyCar racer Connor Daly and comedian Joey Molinaro. They're going to get us ready to go. Follow Speed Street so you never miss an episode and get ready for the greatest spectacle in racing, the Indianapolis 500. So, guys, I tell you, um, we were up on the concourse and fans were coming up. And uh, where uh, up in the concourse to the grandstands? Okay, and um, a couple we met some to me and the dirty mo guys. But I brought you know, Alex is here, Andrew Dalton Greco, and they came from Washington State, uh, Connecticut, Wisconsin. And one of them, Dale, said, uh, he, he goes, do, Does it not occur to you and Dale that we're not here unless Dale does says what he says? And I said, I don't think Dale, I think Dale's way too humble to ever say that right i said but i will tell you this it is hard to believe we were weed eating this place just a few years ago because that place it that there was no there was no future for this except in i racing i think it was um 2019 that's it i was flying to vegas with marcus when i talked about hey man could we could we have the property to scan it and he goes oh yeah yeah you can go in there i was like i didn't know if he would want to share it with the world you know it was real it was a bit of a sore topic around here, how everything went down in 1996 and the track was sold away. And so I didn't know if he would want iRacing to scan it and customers to buy it, right? It would be, I was worried, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, man, I bet it would just stir up all these questions about, oh, well, why don't you bring it back? A little back? salt in the wound, maybe. Yeah, salt in the wound, but also, oh, you, you know, why don't you bring it back? You know, right. they cleaned it up. Um it, he doesn't need to hear all that, right? Deal with all that, but which he probably deals with it anyways. But um, yeah, that's when that started. 2019 headed to Vegas, the last, the second Vegas race of the season, and um, basically when Marcus told me we could do it, we could scan it, I went on Twitter, and I gave I backed Night Racing into a corner, and I was like, hey fans, uh, <laughs> I'm with Marcus. He says we could scan Wilkesboro for Night Racing. What do you say, Night Racing? <laughs> And they're like, you son of a gun. And I was like, so we came up with a great plan, got the cars, got dad's car scanned. Well, I had to call Richard. I called Richard. And I'm like, Richard, that car you got in the Hall of Fame, that old Monte Carlo, I need to scan it. And I need the paint scheme too, man. I need all, I need the, I need you to approve it all. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Jeez. And then we had to do the same thing with Bill Elliott's car. And it's down in Dawsonville. They had to go down there and scan it and get the approval to, to use its marks and likeness. It was a bunch of work. And, um, you know, we did it for nothing. You know, we did it because we just wanted to race on it on simulator on the I racing. Yeah. That was all we did it for. We never, I never thought this track was coming back. No, and I thought, I, and and if there was any thoughts of that when we came here and looked at it, then to me that was yeah. that was the nail in the coffin. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, this place it's way too gone for this thing to ever yeah. be a real actual functioning. You're walking facility. around here back then, you're lo- you're just seeing millions of dollars that it would take air to fix this, right. this, 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 this. It's like no. There's no way they can invest that and get to get the return on it. Yeah. Right. So, um, but when we, I remember when we were standing on the racetrack in August for our race, I knew when I saw Marcus, he was like, holy smokes. Like, I can't believe this. And I was like, I can believe it. I was like, people have been asking for this track for years. Everybody's wanted to come back here. And I don't think you could have, you know, I don't think we could have brought a better program, right, with the cars tour and all that to come here and do it for the first time. Since you know, since since they did that stuff in in 2010 and 11, 
But Mark, I could see it on his face. He was like, holy smokes. Yeah. There's something here. You know, you could tell. First place he took us today was in a speakeasy for the fans. I saw that. Yeah, and the, for the fans. They, you, and it's, it's freaking amazing. Is it that amazing. little cabin down in the? No, not oh, in the it's outside the track. It's outside the track. It's up on the concourse. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it, it, Did you have some moonshine or what? Yes. <laughs> they can drink moonshine in there. Did you? Yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> what the hell? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I, you didn't have to drive a car today. Listen, uh, no, I do got to get home. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Y'all rode separate. I'm sorry. So, I'm just saying, there's there's some cool little amenities here that I didn't even yeah would have never even occurred to me. And Mark is like, no, come here, check this yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can drink moonshine in here and there. There, it's like a moonshine bar. Yeah. It's Alex. Uh, he doesn't have a mic on, but Alex, was it awesome? It was awesome. <laughs> he said it was awesome. Yeah. Air conditioned, nice. There's a. Nice. There's a. There's a sort of a shack in the infield in the garage area for the cup cars the cup garage is down in one and two and there's a shack that's been there forever apparently it's one of the first buildings on the property back when it was a racetrack back in the 50s and 60s i don't know how old it is but rick allen i rick allen came up here and reskinned it and re and did did redid the interior and he's hid there's hidden compartments inside it with moonshine in there yeah yeah i know is where they are it's amazing. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> I would hope you would, actually. Yeah. I'd hope you would. He sent me a video of all the little hidden compartments. It's pretty smart. Well, so I think we covered pretty much everything today that we got ourselves into. We're, you know, we're thrilled to be back at Wilkesboro. We're going to come back again tomorrow and uh, run our race. We're going to do a little practice. Um, hopefully everything goes smooth again. Qualifying, you know, however we qualify is how we qualify. I've, I've been up and down. I don't know where we're going to end up, uh, but if the driver does everything right, the car should be perfect. And um, Josh will be back tomorrow. He's got a little work in the morning, but we'll see him when he gets here. Um, I, th- I told him, I was like, are you coming? He's like, well, yeah. I was like, well, you know, you are you are racing cup cars and Xfinity cars and doing everything else in the world. And I was like, I know there's obligations. So, But he's going to get here tomorrow. And um, so I'm, th- I'm thankful for that. Uh, and it should be a great day. And if anybody wants to come out and watch this race Wednesday night, it's NorthWilkesboroSpeedway.com. NorthWilkesboroSpeedway.com. You can still buy tickets. Yeah. And um, I think it'll be an amazing, amazing race. Also, a, a way to take in North Wilkesboro and not mess with the, the chaos that might come this weekend. This is a perfect way to do this race I'm in, in this speedway. I agree. In August, I don't think I've ever had an experience at a racetrack like that. And I think it'll be similar tomorrow night. So you won't want to miss it. Um, I think everything's sold out for the weekend for the all-star race, and, and maybe there's tickets available for the truck race. I'm not sure, but um, we'll have a great time tomorrow, so you don't want to miss it. Josh, thank you, man. Yeah, thank you, guys. Looking really appreciate to it. it. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for giving him a, a piece that makes him happy, and good luck tomorrow night. That's yeah, right. Thank you. Man, I'm really excited to have Ally help us bring the guest segment every week. It's one of my favorite parts of the download. We get to talk to so many different people in racing, outside of racing. But everybody that comes in here, I want them to have had a good time. I want them to want to come back. I want them to feel like an ally to Dirty Mo Media. Thank you, Ally, for your continued support of the download and the entire Dirty Mo Media team. Check out, check, check, check out Dirty Mo Media. Check out Dirty Mo Media. Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.